Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Well, anger, we're going to experience an emotional reaction to that too. And so it's painful to tell your kid 15 times to pick their clothes up. It's frustrating to hear your kids fighting. It's annoying to hear your kids whining. You know, those type of things are going to lead you into a frustrated feeling and you might release that and, ah, you know, just pick it up, you know, or let's get in the car. Um, that That's normal as opposed to get in the car. I'm so tired of you. You'll never listen to me. You are terrible kids, you know, like just going off on them and totally just laying into them being the problem. Aloha friends and welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today and I just think that today's topic is going to hit home for a lot of us. So you were just listening to a short clip from Natalie Hickson, today's guest, and she is sharing very honestly and vulnerably about her personal struggle with anger as a mom. And I share as well that this was probably the biggest thing that I had to overcome in my own parenting. I'm going to be linking to a couple blog posts on that topic that I have written, um, as well as a couple books that really helped me along the way. Natalie does coaching with moms. So some of you might be interested in that. You can hear more from her and where to find her in the interview. But you know, I'm just going to say right now that this is an important one. If this isn't something that you relate to at all... (laughs) God bless you. Maybe you want to pass it on to a friend. Uh, Also, you might want to listen because it might surprise you that this comes up some other season of parenthood. I have yet to meet a mother who would say she's never dealt with anger in parenting. Um, So as Natalie shares, anger itself is not a sin. Um, It's a very natural response to some of the things we face as moms because, man, we face a lot. However, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with that. There's healthy and unhealthy responses to our kids and ways to deal with anger. And so I'm just 
really grateful to share Natalie, her wisdom, her experience, her journey with all of you. Now, before we jump in, I just want to say thank you again for your ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This was especially kind from Laura May J, the letter J. She titled it Raising Godly Men with Five Stars. Thank you. And she wrote, thank you for speaking truth and encouragement into us moms who are striving to raise godly men in the next generation. Literally from the moment our first son was born, I've been reading all I can about raising boys, Dobson, Lehman, Agrix, and you're the first mom in that group. It's another perspective and wonderful to hear examples of someone ahead of me in the task. Thank you for being so real and laying out your imperfections and struggles as we all have those days we feel like we are messing up. Bless you and your family and your ministry. And I just want to say, Laura Mayjay, thank you so much for that. That means the world to me. And I agree. I love hearing from other moms, especially those who have gone before me, who have learned some uh, lessons along the way, some hard-earned wisdom. That's what I want to pass on to all of you. So this means the world to me. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, if you haven't left a rating or review yet, you can just scroll right on down in that phone. You're going to see five stars. You can tap on those. And then you can also leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast podcast. Doing this actually helps get this podcast in front of more moms all around the world. So thank you for your part in helping get this podcast out there. Okay, friends, can't wait to dive into this. Uh, You might want to grab pencil or pen and paper if you're out walking or driving. There's going to be show notes with any important notes here as well as all the links that we mentioned. So without further ado, here's Natalie Hickson and I talking about mommy anger and healthy ways of handling it. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to have you on and fun to just get to know you. And I'm so excited to share um, what you're passionate about because I know this is a topic so relevant to so many moms. I think if you're a mom, I think if you're a human, you're going to (laughs) relate to what we're talking about today. So before we dive in, could you just introduce yourself to all the Boy Mom listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I am Natalie, and I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Mike. Uh, We have three girls. (laughs) The uniqueness on your podcast, right? Um, Yep, three girls, and 17, 14, and 10 are their ages, and they homeschool. Although my mom is their teacher, I will not take credit for teaching them. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, and we just... Love being up here in Montana. We ski in the winter and hike in the summer and just kind of enjoy that being out in the country up here. And then I am a certified professional life coach and I help moms work through destructive anger and burnout. Awesome. So cool. And have you always been in Montana? Tell us about I have. Yes. It's almost a rarity anymore, but yeah, I'm a Montana girl from the beginning. Wow. (laughs) I love it. Your husband too? Uh, He was born in Michigan, spent 12 years Mm -hmm. in Alaska, and then he's lived here since he was 12. Wow, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love you to just start kind of from the beginning, how you ended up on this journey doing what you do. Do you mind giving us kind of the backstory? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I grew up in a house where anger was experienced through some destructive behaviors, um, screaming, throwing things kind of the 
that just intense anger environment. Uh, my parents are healthy. They are amazing parents today. They've grown and um, they're very inspiring. And I obviously I love them. They they are homeschooling my kids. So, (laughs) Um, but back just growing up, I learned to express anger and process anger in kind of that negative, destructive way. Um, Fast forward, getting married to Mike, um, we were dating for five years before we got married, but, you know, until you live in the same house together, that's not really until that's when the things really start to show up. Right. Um, So we realized that he's quiet. I realized he's a very quiet fighter. He's passive aggressive. Um, When we'd get into fights, I'd be screaming and slamming doors and belittling him. And he's just sitting there quiet. I'm like, why aren't you yelling at me? (laughs) Like, this is what my parents did. You know, I'm like, why aren't we? Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? And um, so I started to recognize there was something not quite okay there but I didn't know what, right? Um, And I just was like, well, this is just how I am. This is who I am. This is how I process anger. I don't know that there's a way to fix it. Um, Fast forward to a couple of years later, having our first child, Enya, who again, she's uh, 17, almost 18 this year. Um, When we brought her home, around the age of two, is when things started to get more intense. Um, She would be throwing tantrums, regular, normal two-year-old tantrums, and they would trigger me to where I was throwing tantrums with her, like literally on the floor screaming um, and crying like both of us. Just, it's embarrassing, but that's how it was. Um, And I, again, at that point was like, okay, no, this is a problem, but I don't know that there's like this is just who I am. You know, I'm, I'm Irish, Scottish blood. Like this is just how we do anger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we continued in this unhealthy relationship and it was, it was very abusive. I was belittling. I would scream at her. Um, I would, uh, leave little bruises on her arm. I would spank her too hard. Uh, just make her feel like a very not worthy little person. And, uh, in, it's thinking that there was no way for me to change. I started to really place it on her. Like if she would just stop her tantrums, then I wouldn't get so angry. If she would listen to me, then this wouldn't be a problem. So then a couple years after that, we bring home her sister and I can remember nursing Sky um, while Mike's putting Anya to bed and Anya's throwing this epic tantrum in the other room. Sky's door is closed. I'm in this closed room and I'm just getting more and more angry. And all of a sudden, I just let out this roar of Enya, just shut up. And Sky stops nursing. She looks at me and she gives me this horrific face and starts bawling. And I was like, this is not okay. We have to get this fixed. So my thought process still, Enya needs help. Okay. So we took Enya to a therapist and the therapist Mm -hmm. observed her. And then she met with me and Mike alone. And she said, Hey, Enya is a perfectly normal child for her age and development. And I'm just kind of like, well, yeah, she's good for you. You're not at home with her. And the therapist looks at me and she said, Natalie, you need to be in here with me. And it was just one of those, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah. But deep down inside, I was so grateful that finally somebody was telling me 
there was hope for me. And yeah, so that was awesome. I did four years of psychoanalysis therapy, uh, but I left with the same pattern still of the destructive behavior. I knew it was me. Like by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm the one who needs to work through this. I'm the adult. I need to grow. But I was still screaming and yelling and and experiencing Mm. destructive behaviors. Interesting. Yeah. So I would say that therapy got the ball rolling. um, And that's what the Lord used to get me moving. Um, but my faith really in him is what started to grow me in working through more emotional um, behaviors and, and healthy behaviors, um, relying on him, learning how to process emotions in a healthier way. Um, I tried wow. very... So tell me more. I, I'd love to hear how that, if, you know, after four years of this therapy, uh, how did you end up working through things spiritually, was that something new that came up or did you just start digging in deeper personally in your time with him or tell us about that part of the journey? Yeah. Um, well, we grew up in a church, um, both Mike and I did. And, and when Enya was about 18 months old, we left that and then just became non-denominational Christians and started going to a non-denominational church. And it completely opened our view up to who really Christ was, um, and what he'd done for us. And so that's kind of where the journey was kind of going hand in hand. He was growing me through that. So I was still progressing through that. But once I left therapy, I'd had our last um, kiddo by that time. Um, I just had gotten more into the word. I really was, we were more involved in church and really appreciated what we were growing through and learning. And I just feel like that's where God was able to just kind of start leading me into the next steps that I needed. And part of that was, yes, absolutely spending time with him. That's one of the number one things, like when I um, work with my clients, they have to check that in with me on a very regular basis that they're spending time with him because he is the one who changes our hearts and changes the neural pathways in our brain. He's redesigning us. So he led me on this journey through different various business ideas and stuff. And finally, I landed on life coaching, um, went to a Christian life coaching institute. um, And through that experience alone was hugely, like huge personal growth. Mm. Um, Just so much you're learning how to help other people. And through that, you have to be coached. And so there was just a lot of great stuff that came from that, including a very um, regimented time with the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. habitual, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say that was in learning through that to process emotions, learning biblical ways to walk through um, difficult emotions. And then, um, yeah, from that place, I left coaching school thinking I'd help moms organize their life and their house <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and all the things uh, and ended up at a business mastermind with a friend and we were up late talking about our motherhood journeys and we both had experienced anger and worked through it in healthy ways. And she's like, girl, you need to get on my podcast and talk about this. And so I came on and shared my journey, like what I'm sharing with you. And that started the coaching um, in destructive anger. So that's, yeah, kind of my (laughs) journey in a nutshell. (laughs) 
Well, just I, I'm imagining that a whole lot of people listening right now are are leaning in close because I think this is one of those topics that so many of us, and I'm saying myself included, have have struggled with, and yet it is one of those things. You know, you said that you are embarrassed about how you used to be, and I, I think there's such a shame element there. Uh, it is embarrassing. It's it's the that lack of self control that we have to acknowledge when we talk about this. And so I think this is something that is just absolutely relevant, like I said in the opening, to pretty much everyone I've talked to. You know, if I get real with moms, if we're having an honest moment, most moms I know would say this has been at least a struggle, if not a a real problem. And so I just appreciate what you're doing so much. (laughs) And I think, you know, where were you back when I <laughs> when I needed you <laughs> because it is such a, it can be such a lonely journey and and you yeah. and I mentioned and I've talked before here on the podcast about uh the book Triggers by uh Wendy Speak and Amber Leah which I've always recommended I think is really helpful but yeah. I love that you offer um the service of really walking with people through this journey and that's what I think I was really desperate for and and I'll I'll link in the show notes to a couple of my posts because you know years ago I shared some of my journey uh, especially when my first three sons were young anger was my thing I mean that was my biggest struggle and I do believe that I was believing the lies that this was kind of like what you mentioned this is just how I'm wired this is who I am I'm kind of fiery I'm spunky there's some real positives to that but I had trouble imagining ever not being that way. It was just so much a part of who I was and, and I hated it. I I did have a lot of shame over it, but I felt so hopeless. And I mean, I have a stack of books that (laughs) I would turn to, and yet it, it was really hard to find something that really clicked, that really connected with me. And so again, I think that this coaching that you offer is fantastic because it's a way for people to have that personal help different from therapy, but also more personal than a book. Let's just jump in and talk about a few of the things that you discussed that I think can be really helpful to listeners wherever they're at right now. That Let's start with the difference just between healthy anger, which of course we all experience, mm-hmm. and destructive anger. Can you kind of define those two for us? Absolutely. So destructive anger is really the anger that we're using to control somebody else. Um, it's it's things that we do that hurt the relationship or hurt somebody else um, instead of just experiencing regular healthy anger. So destructive anger, what I kind of look at there is we're screaming, we're yelling, we're belittling, we are um, throwing things, we're physically abusing, um, we are giving silent treatments or completely just closing off to further communication, making the other person feel like it's their fault and not taking responsibility for your own emotional um, yeah, well-being. So that's, that's more kind of like touching on what destructive anger mm-hmm. looks like. And then there's healthy anger and healthy anger. Yes, you're going to raise your voice. You're going to get a little snarky in your tone. You're going to stomp your foot. You might slam a door, um, mm-hmm. you know, bang your fist down, have that heavy sigh. Um, you're frustrated, you're irritated. And one thing that I really like to, to look at is what happens when you're happy? Often you smile and you laugh. What happens when you're sad? 
you cry, you're feeling down, when you're disgusted, you kind of roll your eyes and you're just like, ugh, you know, Um, or afraid if we're really scared, our body's going into like, we're kind of shaking, we feel yucky, that type of thing. Well, anger, we're going to experience an emotional reaction to that too. And so, um, you know, it's painful to tell your kid 15 times to pick their clothes up. It's frustrating to hear your kids fighting. It's annoying to hear your kids whining. You know, um, those type of things are going to lead you into a frustrated feeling and you might release that in, ah, you know, right. just pick it up, you know, or let's yes. get in the car. Um, yes. that, that's normal as opposed to get in the car. I'm so tired of you. You'll never listen to me. You are terrible kids, you know, like just going off on them and totally just laying into them being the problem. Okay. Um, Big difference. Yes. Totally. And I love that you're kind of acknowledging that, that we're human, that we we can be (laughs) frustrated. In fact, yesterday I, I, in, as I was thinking about this conversation we were about to have, I was talking to my 17 year old Luke. And again, I, I think that my worst moments are probably times he doesn't remember. His older brothers might remember a little bit more because he was so small. Um, But I was asking him, I said, you remember, I used to lose my temper a lot more when you were young. And I appreciated, of course, what he said. Um, Again, I don't think he remembers the worst of me, but he said, yeah, I remember you losing your temper, but I remember it being in a way that the brothers and I would look at each other and we would say, we had it coming and we respected you for it. He goes, you weren't like out of control. And I was like, okay, he's not remembering the worst (laughs) times because there are times that were absolutely destructive and unhealthy. And I don't think he would even say we're appropriate, but he was saying, you got mad a few times. And I thought, you know what? It's true. They they Mm -hmm. had it coming a few times. And that anger wasn't me throwing things or belittling. It was me hitting a point where I had to just say enough already. So I think that's what he was remembering. But I appreciate that you say, we can be human. We can have emotions and we can let the kids know, listen, I'm mad. Now, is that a good time to step away? Probably that's when we should regroup Mm -hmm. and pray and all that. But yeah, so walk us through then. um, How do you, if you can give us just a few tips here, how do you calm down when you're in that moment, when you're feeling yourself going from healthy anger to maybe being borderline heading towards destruction? Yeah, for sure. So it's what I I teach, uh, sit and pray. Or if you want to just, I, I like to suggest moms go to the bathroom to do it because the bathroom is usually a really good excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, kids will follow you to the bathroom, but you still <laughs> shut the door. And usually there's a lock on that door. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I try to help them remember sit and pee, but it's okay. it's an acronym. And sure. we, we do sit as in stop and separate. So we need to separate everyone and it's time to calm down. And I really like to transition moms out of this idea that timeout is a consequence. Um, I try to help them teach their kids, this is calm down time. This is a healthy time for us to calm down and we'll come back and deal with this situation when we're all calm. So Mm. we separate and then we're inhaling. I, we're inhaling, we're taking deep breaths, Um, literally have a bone in our brain called the sphenoid bone. As you're deep breathing, it's massaging your pituitary gland, which sends out the hormones to relax your your nervous system. So that's why we want to be deep breathing. Um, We're calming down. Tune in. The T is for tune in. We're, We're going, okay, what's going on here? 
it's okay that I'm angry. It's not okay if I like screamed and belittled and threatened, right? Um, but why are we all upset? Are we tired? Are we hungry? Am I overwhelmed? Am I, you know, did something stressful just happen? Are the kids like past their nap or overstimulated? So just kind of tuning into going, okay, what's actually going on? And then pray. We're praying. We're asking the Lord to help give us clarity of mind, to for strength, for um, to help us be productive in this next step. What we need to do. So we're really calming down. Mm-hmm. And I I realize that we don't as moms have time all, always to just run to the bathroom and calm down. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I really highly suggest you practice it and put it into practice um, mm-hmm. because the more that you do it the more it becomes natural and you kind of create a new pathway through anger. So it's when you're in the middle of the moment, you're starting to feel frustrated. You're like, all right, well, we got to take a calm down moment. And Mm -hmm. um, I suggest moms with littles have a box, a special box called the calm down box. Inside of that, we've got a snack, we've got toys, we've got something, just a couple things they only get during calm down time. We're not rewarding them for fighting with each other or being rude to us. We're saying we're going to calm down and that's what we want to teach them. Because when we can teach them to calm down, then they're not 40 years old trying to learn how to sit and pray, right? They're learning at a young age. Um, Then after that, we come back and regardless on if you had, um, if you blew up at them or if you are just coming back after separating, we walk through recovery and that's where we're, you know, if we need to First of all, we take responsibility for our actions. We don't go in there going, you did this and this and this. We go back and say, hey, you know what? Sorry, mom screamed at you. That was not okay. It was okay that I was angry, but it wasn't okay the way I treated you when I was angry. So please forgive me. And then we go, how are you feeling? What was going on for you? Why are you upset? You know, and and we try to help them put words to their emotions. You were sad, you were angry, you were afraid, (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And we validate them for that. And then we can, you know, and I like to add some kind of physical touch in that, arms around them or holding them or just to connect and let them know, hey, I love you no matter what we're going through, right? And in prayer. And so we work through that. And then after all of that, we can go, okay, if there needs to be a consequence, now we can go, so you threw your truck at your sister and that really wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that that's hurtful, right? You know, and so we kind of talk through the steps of why that happened. So what should we do? Or, you know, you can involve them in the consequence or you can just say, hey, you know what, we're going to put your truck on timeout for the next hour. And you can mm-hmm. have it back after, you know, it's just, yeah. it's in that moment that we like to walk through the consequence because when we're doing consequence in the heat of the moment, that's not going to be effective for the kids. And yeah, my kids know if I'm upset, cause I, I get upset. Hello. I do. I'm human. I get upset. And so if, if I get upset and just last week, I was upset with my 13 year old. I'm like, if you back talk me one more time, I'm going to take your phone away for the next week. <laughs> total threat, you know, I was mm-hmm. frustrated. And she knows in that moment that I'm frustrated and that mm-hmm. consequence will not stand. We're going to come back after recovery. We're going to talk <laughs> about it and work through it in a healthy way. So they know right. that if mom throws out a threat in, in her anger, we're going to actually walk through this in a different way. <laughs> totally. Oh, n- none of this is funny. And I, I really, I mean, I'm, I'm fighting back tears just listening to you because this really is 
probably something I, I could do multiple shows on because this was a really big part of my story. And the more you're sharing, it's kind of bringing up some of those feelings. And and so again, just to anyone listening, I, I want you to know that if this is an area that's touching close to home, you are not alone. All right, friends, I hope you are enjoying this conversation. And I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is my very own character training course. Now, here's the thing. We're talking about mommy anger, and this is something Natalie and I agree we need to own. Uh, We don't want to blame our kids for our anger. However, there is no doubt that there is some things our kids can do to trigger our anger. Again, if you've read the book Triggers, you know that there's a whole lot of different things that can trigger our anger. And if you're raising a kid who's got lousy character, if you are raising a child who does not behave well, then you're going to be triggered that much more. So while we should do our own work to manage our emotions and to not lose our temper, we should also be doing the work of training up little ones and middle ones and teenage ones to have excellent character because truly uh, children will be a blessing when they have great character. I have experienced it myself. The hard work, especially in the early years, is so worth it. So I want to encourage you to do the work now to train those kids to have excellent character because, oh my goodness, it is so beautiful when it pays off later. And I want to help you raise your kids to have great character. This is one of those things we all want kids of great character, but a whole lot of us are like, yeah, but how do you do it? Well, I want to walk you through those steps. I want to give you practical resources, a bunch of great tips and downloads and inspiring interviews with moms and dads and experts in different areas. And so be sure to go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. We're going to be opening the doors to this course for just one week, June 1st through June 7th. And you don't want to miss it because there's going to be a summer sale. We have never cut the price before, but we're going to do it this summer because I want as many of you as possible to get into that course so that you can spend the summer growing and helping your kids grow in character as well. So be sure to go to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. Check it out. I hope you jump in and love it this summer. And now we're going to get back to our interview with Natalie. I'm thinking on that topic of times where I've tried to give the consequence in the moment and (laughs) what a complete idiot I am. I mean, I'm just like, that's it. I'm going to do this. And then I walk away and then I come back. No, actually that. No, go to your room. No, don't go to your room. Come here. I'm going to talk to you. I'm like, what a crazy person. And that's what, you know, Wendy Speak has talked about how when we feel out of control, we act out of control. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so huge to train yourself to take that quiet moment away. Yeah. And, um, you know, one, one little tool I learned to use, and I'm not sure if I just created this over time, but I I really tried to imagine, which is our reality, but we don't see the spiritual realm. But I used to imagine, you know, God literally sitting in my living room. And when I was about to lose it at my kids, I just asked God to give me that awareness of his presence. Mm. Because it's like, you know, if a stranger were in your home or if a friend, if anyone was in your home, we wouldn't do the things that we wouldn't Mm -hmm. act the way we do in a bad moment. And so for me to imagine you know, the Lord being there watching me really helped me with that accountability. It was kind of like just using my imagination to help me see what was the, an actual reality. And I, I also love 
that you come back and have these conversations with kids. And I share in Boy Mom, and I've probably mentioned before, a, a terrible memory I have of uh, losing my temper at my two oldest sons and how my oldest son looked at me and after I came back and apologized. And he said, I forgive you, mommy, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't know why you ask because I know you're just going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that was a real wake up call moment for me. And that was when I realized that this was really a cycle. It was this cyclical behavior of, of losing my temper and then the guilt and the shame and then coming back and apologizing and being on best behavior and then doing it again. And that was my real trigger. That was my time where I got real desperate and I thought this has to change. I don't want to be that mom. And I didn't grow up with parents who were angry. I think it's just a personality issue and that the enemy takes advantage of our, you know, how how we're wired and tries to take us down. And so for me, it was really just my own issue, my own frustrations building up. And, and, you know, we can look at so many things. I'm sure you talk to your clients, but I wasn't getting enough time to myself. I was overwhelmed. I didn't have community around me. I mean, there was, we were living in Hawaii and I had, you know, really no friends yet. And there was so many different things I could point to. But when I got desperate, I ran to prayer. I found a place where I didn't even know anyone, and I knew they were meeting for prayer on a Friday night, and I drove myself downtown Honolulu to a church because I knew they had prayer, but I was desperate, and I think for anyone listening who's desperate, know that God hears your prayers. Know that there are there's help, and it doesn't have to be the same, and I can tell you right now, I am a different person. Like I have walked through this. I, I wish you were there for me back then, Natalie, but... Um, <laughs> I I'd certainly have come so far, and I believe for anyone listening, if this is an area you struggle with, there is absolutely hope. Um, talk to us about those moments where we've blown it. How do you recommend we recover? What What's our best steps to recover with whatever, your spouse, your kids, even your own self? How can you forgive yourself and move on? Yeah, and, and part of that is that recovery process I talked about right after SIT, and that's that going back. And really, what's really important is that we recognize we have to take responsibility for our emotions, um, and we need to take responsibility for our actions, and that we do have a God who will change our heart. He says sure. that. He changes our heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's that walking through recovery um, re- way to work through that. And then there's also the understanding that you have over time set up coping mechanisms. You've set up different patterns on how to take care of how to work through things, um, whether it's healthy or not. And so digging deep, digging deep into what's going on for you, who you are. I can't tell you how many moms come to me and they're like, I was never mad until I was a mom. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to be a Definitely. mom my whole life and I, I thought I'd be so excited and now I, I get so angry. <laughs> I'm like, yes. yeah, that's yes. And and what ends up happening is we go down a journey to their childhood and to some of the things that have happened to them and we work through, hey, this was something that you had to protect yourself from. This is something that you ended up um, taking on, or this is how you've learned to process things. And now it's coming out in this way because it's just kind of a pattern that's been passed down generation to generation. And what I tell my moms is, Hey, you've, you're standing up and you're saying enough is enough. I'm ready to pass on some healthier things to my kids. And so even if you didn't grow up with angry parents, I have many clients who didn't have angry, destructive, loud parents but they had coping mechanisms that they passed on to their kids and it just comes out this way. So dealing with, with some of that and recognizing that 
you are an amazing mom. And so often what happens is we get stuck in this self-pity, um, this yucky feeling that we're not good enough, that we're terrible moms. The enemy totally keeps us there. And the heart of that is pride. It's a sinful human, human nature. We're focusing on ourselves and it keeps us down. And we have to go back to the cross and look to Jesus and say, you died for me. You made me new and I'm worthy. And when we sit there and tell ourselves we're terrible moms, we're telling Jesus that what he did didn't matter because mm-hmm. he took that on himself for us. So mm-hmm. we can walk as lights in this world for him. And so we have to discard those lies of the enemy and keep walking mm-hmm. forward in truth. And yes. what I really try to help moms understand is you're not a terrible mom because you got angry. You are a mom who gets angry and you need to work through anger in a healthy way. You need to process your anger in a healthy way. And one of the ways that I help my clients work through that, and it's a free resource, you can get it on my website, um, is called the trigger tracker. And that trigger tracker, what I have them do is after they've had any type of negative emotion, whether they blew up in anger or I've had moms process miscarriage through it. Um, so any type of sadness, fear, whatever, go sit down and process your emotions through these questions. And it's asking you, what happened? Um, what did you do? What was going on for you? How do you want this to look differently in the future? Um, how would you have liked to have worked through this? And then mm-hmm. what are some biblical application? Go look in the word. What are some applications that go with what you're experiencing? Um, and pray about it. So it's just processing because really what happens is we end up pushing through all these emotions. Like, I don't have time for this, or I don't know how to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. We grew up being told there's something wrong with us for being angry or, you know, and we don't even do this from a place of trying to be mean to our kids or, or put something on them. But how often has one of your kids been upset, whether they're crying or angry and you go, what's wrong? And mm-hmm. that message can really come across as there's something wrong with me for feeling mm. a negative emotion. Wow. Yeah. Right. But negative emotions are given to us by the Lord. Mm-hmm. They are there yeah. to bring us closer to him. They're there for us to sit and pray, to stop, tune in, pray, like turn towards him. There's speed bumps to slow down and go, what's going on? And what is the Lord trying to teach me here? Wow. And how great that we can teach our kids that when they're young and save them potentially, you know, a lot of the same patterns as they grow up. If they are okay with having emotions and okay with, you know, recognizing them. And I, I love what you're saying too, because I think, especially when I think back to when these things are so challenging for me, I don't think I often took the time to process. And in a way, it's it's part of just being kind to yourself, giving yourself the grace that that you would give to a friend to say, well, what was going on and why did that really spark that kind of reaction? And oftentimes we're going to find that there's some real stuff going on. You know, maybe mm-hmm. finances are tight. Maybe somebody just really hurt your feelings or let you down or your husband, you know, in my case, my husband was in his medical residency program and he was working like you know, pretty much around the clock, it seemed. And I'm sitting at home in a little hot, <laughs> hot apartment with 
three little boys. Mm. And there's a lot that happens there. And to be able to slow down and be kind to yourself and say, well, there's actually a lot going on, but Mm -hmm. now let's look at how we're dealing with it and how we might deal with it different instead of just going, oh, I'm such an idiot. I I blew it. I'm a jerk. You know, I'm a terrible mom. No, (laughs) you're a mom going through a lot, but let's find ways to deal with this better. And, and I'm, I'm going to guess, you know, accountability. I don't know if that comes up in your coaching, but I'm kind of going to guess because for me, that was a big part of my growth too. Oh, for sure. Accountability was huge, huge for me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, yeah, one of the, the biggest things that I do with the moms that I'm working with. Um, they're constantly checking in with me. Again, like I said earlier, um, first place we start, you're spending time with the Lord. You check that in at least three to four times a week with me because that that right there, if you're not doing that, you're not going to change. You're just going to get a bandaid and he's got to fix your heart, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? You can't do it by yourself. And so there's that. And then there's the checking into, you know, oh man, I got upset today. And I can tell you what, my mom's will, I use Marco Polo to coach with them and I get on, you know, one-on-one calls and stuff, but Phil Marco Polo me, oh, I got so upset today. And this is what happened. And I feel so bad. I'm like, I come back and I'm like, yes, you blew it. What are we going to learn from this today? Sure. And how did you teach your kids to work through it? Because if Mm. we think that our kids are going to grow up and not be upset and not get angry and not experience the negative emotion, we're kidding ourselves. We have to teach them how to work through difficult situations. And so when we blow it in front of our kids, it's no longer, oh, I'm a terrible mom. It's, ooh, I blew it. Now I get to show my kids how to work through this and recover relationship, right? Right. And it's through that recovery process that we Mm -hmm. find so much joy and healing. And and it's just, it's amazing. And I, I really want to tell you that, um, you know, Enya, my 18 year old, she'll be 18 soon. Um, she's the one who really got the the worst of it. Like you were talking about Mm -hmm. with your son, I think it was Luke, right? Yes. Um, Well, yeah, he's, he's the one I talked to the other day, but my oldest two are in college are the ones. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Josiah and Jonah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Uh, so they, um, I've talked to her about this too. I'm like, do you remember when I did this or when this happened? She's like, no, I don't remember that. And I said, just because you don't remember it now, doesn't mean you might, you know, it won't come up for you at some point. It might. And I, and she knows the story. She knows everything that has happened to her. I've been very transparent and open with her because I want her to know that as she's growing older, she's picked up stuff from me. She's picked up habits and patterns Mm -hmm. and coping and, and by me Mm -hmm. growing through and taking responsibility for my actions and growing through this anger process, she's been able to learn a lot. And our relationship today is beautiful. And she knows that if she does struggle with these things ever, she can come back to me and we'll talk about it or I'll help her find someone to help her work through these things if needed. Mm -hmm. So it's you there's it's never too late you can always recover with your kids um and it's just really important to know like you said earlier you're not alone yeah Oh, and our kids are so full of grace. I mean, I I think just across the board, that's just how God wires kids. They are so ready to extend mercy and grace to their parents. They love us so much and we beat ourselves up much more than I think that then they hold it against us. But, yes. um, but I, I will say, you know, again, to everyone listening, that if this is an area you struggle with, as much as we want you to know you're not alone and this is a normal thing to struggle with, I also will say, don't let it go another day. Don't, mm-hmm. don't put off dealing with it because 
I am so grateful, like you, that my oldest boys tell me they really don't remember my bad episodes. But when kids are young, it's one kind of anger. Then they hit those teenage years or their tween years and and new things come up and it can bring out another, you know, more, more anger. It looks different. But I'm going to say the sooner you get the help you need, the sooner you really get to know God's heart on this and how you can walk through it with his help, the better. You you don't want to add one more day. If anything, I'm going to just say my own memories haunt me. I, I hate that I have memories of acting like a crazy person with my little boys. Even if they never remember, I do. And so don't wait another day. Find Find someone to pray with you on this track down help. Um, I'm going to have Natalie here at the end, give her, um, information where you can get some coaching, but by all means, take some steps and, um, and, and don't go another day if this is something you're dealing with. Now, again, you've already mentioned it a few times, but I'm just going to reiterate time with the Lord has been the key to everything for you. We've talked just recently about, um, devotions and quiet times, teaching our kids to do quiet times. Do you have any tips on carving out time to spend with the Lord? What, what do you have to say on that? Yeah, I say just, we, we hold ourselves sometimes in a box of what that should look like. Mm -hmm. And the way I like to look at my relationship with the Lord is that beautiful example he gave us of our marriage. Um, if our husband comes home and he tells us, like, hey, babe, how was your day? And we're like, oh, it was terrible because of this. And oh, I need you to fix this. And oh, this was really awesome. That happened. And then we don't talk to him anymore. We don't listen to him. We just walk away. And that's all our relationship looks like. Then it's going to be very one-sided. We have to communicate and we communicate in various different ways, right? Sometimes we're cuddling. Sometimes we're talking. Sometimes, you know, we are frustrated, but we are constantly in communication. And so mm-hmm. I say with the Lord, we need to be in constant communication with him. And if that means that all you can get like devoted time, you know, sometimes he come, you you have busy seasons, especially if you have little ones and that's mm-hmm. a busy season for your husband and you too. Right. And sometimes all you can do mm-hmm. is fall in bed at night, give each other a hug and a kiss and say, I love you and good night. Right. Um, there's five minutes of communication. So I tell moms, I don't care if it's in the morning. I don't care if it's at night, but I want to know that you've checked in five minutes with the Lord today. Maybe you read a Bible verse. Maybe you listen to a Bible verse. So many awesome apps out there today that you can use. I like Dwell and I like the the YouVersion Bible app, both of those. Um, But five minutes, just sit down and spend time with the Lord and don't discredit when you're talking to him throughout the day or listening to Christian exactly. music, mm-hmm. turn the radio off if there's no kids in the car and just be quiet and still while you're driving. So those yes. are all little things that it doesn't have to look the same. Right. It just needs to be a communication um, process. Sure. No, that is, that is so important to keep in mind, especially because I have memories of my kids interrupting my quiet times and like literally screaming into yeah. an open Bible because I'm so mad that all I wanted was a few minutes of the Lord and you have to wake up and start demanding juice and breakfast. <laughs> and I'm thinking how ridiculous that I was screaming at my kids through a Bible. And so I think we need to, like you said, get out of that box and and realize that God is way bigger than our carved out, perfectly orchestrated quiet time that maybe was a reality back in our single days or before we had kids. Sometimes it's going to look like, you know what, I put that Bible down and I snuggle my child and pray with them and just quietly whisper to the Lord that I'm going to really need 
your spirit to fill me up right now. And then have the Bible open on the counter and highlight a verse and just practice saying it out loud. Or like you said, play some music. There's so many ways and God's grace is huge, but it's really more of that inner mindset, I think, than it is the physical act. It's that dependency on him and knowing how much we need him. And again, wanting to honor him in how we treat everyone, our kids and our spouse. Something yeah. about that too, when our kids interrupt us, I used to get upset with that too. And I, and I realized at one point, I know the Lord is the one who told me this. He yeah. said, it's okay that your kids are interrupting you for two reasons. One, I know what season you're in. I'm not shocked mm. that your kids are interrupting <laughs> you right now. Yeah, right. I'm not sitting there going, how come your kids are interrupting? You need to control your kids better. No, he knows what, so there's, there's that. And the other thing is your kids are seeing you spend time with the Lord. How precious is that, especially when they come to you and say, mommy, can I read my Bible with you or whatever mm-hmm. it is? Yeah. He sees where you're at and he will bless you for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, such good stuff. Well, we could talk about this for hours, I think, <laughs> and I'm sure there's some people listening who want to talk about it. And I encourage you, friends, don't don't keep it a secret. If this is something you struggle with, just talk to somebody talk to your spouse, definitely talk to the Lord. But um, Natalie, I know you've made the bold choice to not be on social media. God bless you. (laughs) I I admire that. Where can people find you if they want to reach out, read your blog or um, inquire about coaching? Yeah, absolutely. I'm over at NatalieHickson.com. H-I-X-S-O-N is how you use mm-hmm. Hickson. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I have a blog over there and I also have an email list. When you sign up for the trigger tracker, you get on my email list and I spend, send out an email once a week. Um, and I am receptive. I like it when I hear from people on the email list. Mm-hmm. I ask questions to engage. I want to help you in that way as well. So yeah, I'm over there. Come find me. I love it. And we'll have a link to the trigger tracker in show notes and also all the places you can find Natalie. So thank you so much for just opening up this conversation. I hope that I do hear from people in comments over in show notes. I'm going to ask some questions there too. And I just think that the more we can keep this an open conversation, the better. So thank you, Natalie, so much. Thank you. All right, friends, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. I hope you've been encouraged, and I do hope you will check show notes to get links, to read posts, to um, track down Natalie if you are interested in doing so. And I just appreciate that this community can talk about some hard things, some fun things. Uh, I hope that everything we talk about is an encouragement to you in your parenting journey. What you're doing is so important. It matters. Every day matters. Every time you can make a choice to do better, matters and your children will rise up and call you blessed. So I just want to encourage you. I want to thank you again for being a part of this community. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.